tried to have a celebrity introduction <laughs> for our five-year anniversary episode of Sandcast. Yeah. <laughs> the chocolate face. The chocolate face, Naya Bourne. <laughs> you do you, Naya. Sand- you do you. Welcome to Sandcast with Triborn and Travis Mwerder. I'm Naya, and I'm your host. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I'm going to give Daddy some tips on how to play volleyball today. <laughs> Can you do that for us, Naya? Naya, what do you think Daddy could do better when he plays volleyball? She's catching on to us. She knows that we're recording. (laughs) (laughs) It's just not going to work. That was too good. Yeah. Well, this is a fun episode for the Sandcast fam. A bit of a special episode. We're bringing on the full family today. Uh, The podcast that began uh, with the recent... Recently married Borns. You guys were married oh for like, gosh. what, two weeks? Five years ago. Yeah, oh, wow. I think we had just gotten married. Because, Tri, you said the anniversary is October 7th. Yep. And then you guys just got back from Bali and then we, record, we recorded the episode named Boo to Try. Yep. And that and we, was five years ago. We just had our five year anniversary. Last week. That's crazy. That is crazy. Delaney wasn't a part of the family. No, we and didn't Naya know Delaney. wasn't a part yet. of the family. <laughs> but Delaney came into the family while we were still in that first podcast studio in our kitchen, around our kitchen table. Yeah. Yeah. So we've gone through three studios, added two members, never missed a Wednesday. You guys are amazing. <laughs> that's impressive. That's impressive. It's very impressive. <laughs> um, For sure. I, I think that's thanks to Travis. <laughs> Not trying. Oh, for sure. Maybe a few reruns here and there. Travis <laughs> gets all the credit for that. Oh no, you got it, Nye. <clears throat> That's our rookie member. We're gonna show. stay over here. <laughs> Bring it over here. Come put it together over here. We'll help you over here. No, bring it over here, or else. <laughs> or else put it on the couch right here, down. and I can help you. <laughs> Should have given her a laugh, Mike. Do you want to? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> do you want to tell the listeners what you're building? Good job. <laughs> Hiding in the perfect spot behind the camera, too. Yeah. <laughs> but is it a Gab? Is it like kind of wild for you as like the wife of full-time professional beach volleyball player? Because like Delaney's married to a beach volleyball player. That's not what I do full time. Yeah. It's kind of a crazy life. Like try you're gone for like six weeks on the road this year. But <clears throat> yeah, and that's like a, an off year. Like that's the least he's been gone the entire year. I know, I know. It was way busier before, and it's crazy because getting used to him traveling with a kid is way different to him traveling like without a kid. Because without a kid before that, it was kind of like oh cool like. You know, I get my time to, like, focus right. and, like, whatever. And then now it's like, oh, well, now I'm just kind of screwed. Now there's no, no time to focus because you're full time. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot different. But, um, but no, it's kind of just always how it's been. Even when we first, I mean, when we first started dating, we were in college, so we were together all the time. But, like, he graduated a year before me and went overseas to play indoor. Yeah. So, like, even from the beginning of our relationship, we were going months oh, so you, you without guys knew seeing right each other. We knew yeah. that was how it was going to be. Um, so yeah, we were always pretty used to it. 
And for the yep. listeners who, who don't know you, just give a little oh. background on, on what Miss Gabrielle Bourne does for oh a living. Oh, my goodness. And where we, where we can tune in <laughs> to find you. <laughs> oh. um, I do a whole lot of random things. I feel like, yeah, whenever people ask, or it's just, like, hard to explain even what I do. Because, um, or I guess most people just, like, don't know what to ask. Are you... It's like, are you still acting? Are you still like, you know, because a lot of the things that I do are not public things. Like once in a while, you'll see when I'm on something, it's like, oh, you are still acting. But like, that's, you know, it's not all the time. Um, So, yes, I'm still I'm acting. Um, That was my uh, that was my major in college, BFA and acting major. That was always like my main focus and goal. Yeah. and so I've been doing that throughout, um, working off and on. And then in the last few years, I started, um, well, when we first graduated college, I was like bartending, waitressing on the side of acting kind of thing. The stereotypical, stereotypical side, side, side actor side job. job. <laughs> um, and I did that for several years. And then I kind of started, you know, getting over the late night situation and I started, um, and I've always been, like, very into building and, like, refinishing and woodworking and all that. So I started, like, um, refinishing and building furniture for other people. Like, building custom furniture, whoever would trust me with it. Mm-hmm. And I, like, got some pretty cool jobs doing that and then refinishing furniture. That started in And that COVID, started picking right? up a lot. No, that was before. Before COVID? No, because oh. that, that was well before Naya. <laughs> Um, uh, it's all jumbled together. <laughs> <laughs> that was like right after we got married, so like five years ago. I remember admiring I stuff like, when I would come over to your oh. house and be like, "Oh my gosh, she made this!" <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah when we bought that first house like six years ago or whatever. That's when I first started getting really into it, and then I started building furniture, and then now we've uh, like a year and a half ago we bought like a total like. Um, fixer upper house and I've been spending a lot of time doing that um fixing it all up it's it's so cool to see like the transformation of your house because I remember when you guys first bought it like Naya's queendom out here yeah. was just like rubble, basically. Yeah. You know, or like your, sand. And your garage door, I think, was my favorite part of it. It was like, welcome home, Olympian. Oh my spray God, on the old on like, garage <laughs> door before. Because I was like, was I know. I was like, I know where I try. I was embarrassed. We like just moved into this town and I spray yeah. painted on the garage door. <laughs> welcome home, Olympian. And then the next week it's a new or whatever. For me. I wasn't used to it yet. When he spray painted on my house. When he won Manhattan Beach, I spray painted on the other garage and MBO champ. <laughs> Everybody who passed by was like, um, and then, but then it was like, I think the garage doors were supposed to be taken and replaced like a few days after that, but then it ended up getting pushed back like two weeks. <laughs> so they sat there for like two weeks. Oh, that was crazy. <clears throat> that was interesting. Yeah. And then my bike got stolen. And then his bike got stolen. The renovation this year, last year and a half, with the whole like, um, hit that trying to qualify for the Olympic season, and then at the same exact time, we bought a house that I like. Pro- we it was so the market's so bad, so it's so hard to find something, and we were. We put all of our stuff in storage during the pandemic. Like sold our house, moved out 
Paul, our seven storage, had moved to Hawaii for three months. And then we came back and we were still looking for something, renting a place, staying with my parents. We couldn't find a house. And so um, we were like so desperate. And we found this one that was just like way over our budget, like just in the worst shape, needed everything done that you could possibly think of. But there were no other offers on it because yeah. nobody wanted it. <laughs> yeah. And so we were like, well, we can get it. So shouldn't we just do it so that yeah. we can like get started? And like once we do it, we know that it will be a good thing. But it's pretty risky because it's like, yeah, tight. But anyway. We made it happen, and then I promised Try that I would not stress him out during Olympic qualification with any of the problems. So anytime something went wrong or, like, yeah. you know, that's <laughs> the other part of it is, like, he's got so much stress going on, so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to handle this, like, yeah. some way. I'm just going to figure it out. But that was, like, so stressful. Budget stuff, like, I was, like... Yeah, dealing we were, everything we without telling him the thing with the house. Yeah, and I was unavailable, <laughs> and yeah, it was a, it was a big risk. Yeah, it was pretty stupid. So she basically <laughs> was forced into learning how to build a yeah. whole house. Ready, shoot, aim. No, I was ready to build. <laughs> that wasn't even the problem. It was like forced into figuring out the budget by myself on like something where I didn't know anything about dealing with what this all cost. Stuff, well, right? well, I was general contracting, but dealing with, cause we basically needed to live here and it was not in livable condition. So we needed to get everything done at once, which yeah. I obviously can't do everything all at once. So we had to do like the main things, hire people. Um, and then also there was like, we needed a new roof. We needed new plumbing all outside. We needed new electrical panels. We needed like literally everything. Anyway. Oh, this is stressful. Time. It feels but we're like, through it. It feels like one of those, uh, like one of those old Bugs Bunny cartoons where he plays all nine positions in a baseball game. It's like yeah. right field bugs, first base bugs. And that's like you at the house. It's yeah. like plumber, Gabby. Yeah. Electrician, Gabby. Yeah. yeah. Kitchen towels, Gabby. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so fun, though. It's so fun. I've always been so interested in like learning how to do that stuff. Like whenever there's been a problem or I need an electrician or a plumber, I'm like, can you show me how to do that so I don't need to call you the next time? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that would be stupid. In do a you way notice them not wanting to teach you stuff? Because no, they, they know that you'll never hire me. them again. No, they're, they don't put they're two and two together. Yeah, right. Yeah, they probably like. She's never gonna do it. <laughs> right. I don't think this actor is gonna steal yeah. my job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a plumber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little does he know. <laughs> yeah. She swooped him. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But it's so crazy to look back, just in retrospect, because you guys—I mean, just like your literal living conditions—you were at Carnegie, and then yeah. you literally built this place, a live-in flip, kind of. Yeah. And then, I mean, just from your health and playing perspective, like when we met, it wasn't totally a sure thing you were going to play volleyball again. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you went to the Olympics and won two Manhattan Beach Opens. And yeah. <laughs> it ended up working <laughs> out all right. Yeah. True. <laughs> we just wing it. Yeah. Rush on boo. That's why it's my license plate. <laughs> just whatever. Yeah. Go with the flow. And yeah. Don't think about it too much. We stretch a little, you know? You're supposed to like play, play a little outside of your comfort zone to do big things, you know? It's yeah. probably you not the smartest yourself. way to do things, though. No. Like there's like a little it, outside your comfort zone and there's like the try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Like it's generally worked out. But, but it it's, worked. Well, yeah. So far. It worked. <laughs> That's hey. beautiful. Naya Naya's drawing pictures. Having a blast. Having a blast. Has that, has having Naya try 
not change your perspective on what you do <laughs> playing beach volleyball, but how has being a dad changed the way you operate as a beach volleyball player? Um, I think I'm just growing up in general. Yeah. And it's just like another priority to put, like, I have my main thing career-wise. Be good at volleyball. Yeah. And then everything falls behind that. But then before that, it's like, you know, when you're single, it's like, that's pretty much it. Right. Just be good at volleyball. Yeah. And then Gabby, okay, now Gabby's a priority, and then I can be good at volleyball. Yeah. And now I have a kid, so Gabby and I have to be taken care of, and then I can be good at volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> so it just kind of slides down the list. Uh, and I think you just adapt to longer days. And, yeah. like, it blows my mind how much I didn't do when I was 23. Yeah. When I first played with Hayden, because he only played three days a week. He only really? practiced three days a week, lifted three days a week, switched off. So I was like, I'm doing whatever you do. I was like, but this is really easy. <laughs> the workouts weren't, but... It, and he didn't really watch film either. Like, weekly studying. Yeah. Now I do, you know, five days a week of training, three days of lifting, um, plus all the rehab and treatment in between, yeah. which I was doing before, but now I'm adding sports psych sessions. And yeah. So I do more. Bless you. And, then, and I have more to do off the court, yeah. too. Before I was like, okay, practiced. Yeah. <laughs> Hit up my friends. What are we doing today? It's, you know, <laughs> one o'clock. <laughs> yeah, how's the wave? So now I'm learning, like, damn, I have a capacity to do way more than I realized mm-hmm. I could do when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And then every off season, I'm like, okay, how did last year work and how could I do better? And now I'm already scheduling out my next year, like, oh gosh, like, <laughs> yeah. there's, there's holes there and I can't help but fill them. Yes. <laughs> but it's going to be more things for me to do. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that answers your question, but it's just I was your priorities. so surprised at like how much of a day you can fill up being a professional volleyball player. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, how are you so busy? You literally, and like some nights, and now with the podcast too, some nights yeah. he's like working until 9 p.m. It's yeah. like, it's it's blows my mind because everyone like people who ask too like you know um it's like what could he possibly be doing isn't he just like practicing and then like going to the gym sometimes but like the business side of things is crazy i think a lot of it is spent driving back and forth to mikhail's but (laughs) yeah that's but that's like a i end up finding that as like a nice time yeah totally chill and not do anything yeah totally even though it's la traffic i'm like (laughs) yeah kind of meditate through it that's why i bought a big truck because i really did struggle i drove even her car it's an suv a small yeah. suv my knee started hurting like halfway oh. through the drive yeah and i'm just like this is why i bought my truck yeah. so Let's i can drive back, back and back, forth and though. pay a ton of gas yeah but be comfy <laughs> looking good feeling good it's a pretty big upgrade because when Tri first started playing beach volleyball i was living in los feliz and Chai didn't have a car. And yeah, I he never took had a the car metro in my life. from Los Feliz to the beach. I didn't I didn't ever <laughs> no got way. I never got <laughs> yeah. my own car until I was that guy in high school. No no car, friends, give me rides. Mm-hmm. College, same thing, no car. Riley, can I borrow your car? Guys on the team, give me rides. That's why I couldn't get to the beach. I was like, this is BS. I thought I was gonna surf every day living in SoCal, Los right. Angeles. I can't even get to the beach. 
And then, yeah, and I went over. When we, were in co- when we were dating in college, my, we yeah, took my car. Yeah, she had a car, so that was great. And then I went overseas, and that was the first time they gave me a car, right, to drive around in Puerto Rico yeah. and stuff. Turkey, they didn't give me a car, which was terrible. <laughs> and then I came back. <laughs> yeah, and that, so I was living with her. She was still in college that last year. No. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Los Feliz. That well, was the year, year after I graduated. You were in college, oh, and yeah. then she's in Los Feliz, and I'm catching the metro down to the beach to do those EDP practices with Jeff Alzina, Alzina. and that crew. <laughs> and, and then, then he still I'd didn't get, get a car ride. for like I'd how many get, years later. But I'd have to get someone to give me a ride from the beach to the train station, which is like 10 minute drive. Yeah. One time I got a ride by Kurt Rambis. I didn't know who he, I didn't really know who he was. And you're like 24 at this point and still yeah, didn't have a car. Jesse Rambis used to play with us, the Kurt's kid. Yeah. And I was just literally, anyone going inland at all? <laughs> like, bro, damn, this guy's got a nice car. Like, Google Kurt Rambis. Now I see him in all these documentaries. I'm like, damn. He was probably like, this freaking kid. Like, Don't get my seat, Sandy. <laughs> And then catch the metro back. And then I got I borrowed a car from a family. Shout out to the Dyers. The Dyers. They hooked me up with, the, with their, their hybrid. Car for like a year. And then I finally like no, won awesome. a few tournaments and bought my own car at like 24, 25. 25. Yeah. Yeah, I was that guy. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty amazing. That's why it's pretty amazing what, how far he's come and that he gets now to Now I got a real nice track. truck. Yeah. And I just put <laughs> rims and tires on it today. I'm going to have to show that to you. <laughs> it's looking pretty good. <laughs> but that's, this proud. is my dream car that I have right now. Yeah. And it, like, there was a long process. And I got the midsize, oh, but I could only cool lease it. Try. Yeah. And I, I made him feel all bad about getting new rims. Yeah, she's like, what? Do you really need I'm them? Like, I'm like, you know how like when you're in a relationship with somebody and you share money and you're like, <laughs> you don't necessarily have the same like, um, I don't know, priorities attachment. or like the same like uh, value, value yeah. to like whatever. That, I think that's why a lot of married couples like have some private money or whatever because they're right. like, I want to be able to spend money on whatever I want to spend. But like our money is just our money. Yeah. And... Um, so and he he like never gives me crap about anything that I buy, <laughs> and um, I he was like spending whatever on new rims, and I was like giving him crap about it. And then I called him, or like when he got home later, I was like, I'm sorry, that was really mean. <laughs> well, I also said after Manhattan, I was like, Yeah, I felt okay. Really now bad. I can. I, I said now I can get new rims. I want Manhattan. Yeah. And then I was like, Ah, I don't know if I want to spend that money yet. Okay, if I win Chicago and Manhattan, yeah. I can get new rims. <laughs> and then I won both. And I was still kind of on the fence. And Mikkel's like, you better effing get those rims. Because you're going to know that in the future, you're actually lying to yourself when you promise yourself Aww. you're going to get some. Yeah. No, I feel so like you're getting worse. those rims. <laughs> and I was like, yes. You talked me into it. Aww. I'm getting them. And then I got a discount from my agent. I got a discount from the guy <laughs> down in Torrance. <laughs> So I saved some money. I'm going to sell the old ones. And I'm still getting crap. I know. She just apologized I in front of I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I felt just, really you know, bad about it. I was dynamic. just like, I said. I, I wear only sponsor clothing. I just. <laughs> I haven't bought a piece of clothing ever. I just, yeah. I just. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> rims, Good to me, story. I'm like, I look at rims and I'm like, it looks exactly the same. Like, what the hell is the difference? No, you just haven't got a brand new truck with good. brand new tires and rims on it. You need new, like, what's the difference? Yeah. 
And so, anyway, that's it. It's it doesn't like matter everyone what has I think, their thing, you know? I'm happy For me, that it's he's like, happy. I don't care about anything, but like, I want to have my nice truck. Like, yeah. That's, in Hawaii, I think that's a big thing. You know, everyone's got trucks, and now I got mine dialed, like, just how I want it. Yeah. You got your things building random. This girl, yeah. oh my god! <laughs> no, we're the, going. The living rooms looked perfect. The house looks perfect yeah. to me. And then every day it's like, okay, it's almost done. I'm like, wait. <laughs> oh, we need a tree over there. We need more of this. Over there. I'm like, it's done. Like we're good. <laughs> no, it has to be perfect. I did. I came this far. <laughs> like, okay, you're just adding things in here. Yeah. No, I I do spend quite a bit on the house. But I also save quite a bit on the house. And it looks great. Yeah. Thanks, guys. And, and I'm sure the awesome. truck looks great, too. It does look good. We're going to have to go um, see it So after. how's married life for you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so We're you guys have deeper. been married for how many years now? Almost three. Whoa. And you were together for how long before that? We met uh, first main draw. Tri was there, actually, the day that me and Delaney met. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when I qualified for Austin, and we were all sharing oh. uh, Jill Bush's car. Yeah. Avery Bush's mom. And Ooh. so we stacked. It was Jill Bush was driving. You were in the uh, the shotgun because yeah. you were the biggest. In the back seat, it was me, Delaney, Avery, and Rafi. And oh, that was the I, kickoff? That right was the there. kickoff. That was like right the there. first sample. <laughs> that was first. Date? And then, uh, semi? <laughs> and then yeah. I remember, I'll remember this line for everyone because I, I played four matches in the Texas Heat that day. So I was rancid. Yeah. yeah, I was worse than that slam dunk wine. Right. <laughs> and so I like squished up next to D and I was like, I'm sorry, like I smell terrible. <laughs> She's like, You smell like victory. I was like, Oh, that's so sweet. And just so happened to run into her at every AVP and for the rest of the year until we uh, took her hostage after San Francisco. That's right. To Kai's place. Oh, oh yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. They went yeah. to Tri's sister's right. house. Yeah, so you're a wingman the whole time, and you didn't even know. I got you. <laughs> in the were mountains, you, very romantic setting. I was not there. Yeah, I can't I was remember calling. what I was doing. Well, you just didn't come to San Francisco. I was broadcasting. Oh, yeah, that's why. Yeah. And then we all went up yeah, to my sister's in the mountains. Yeah. That's right. That's wow. awesome. Yeah. Forgot about the timeline here. Yeah. And, and the then you got married girl, in the mountains. Bear, Big Bear. Mm-hmm. We got, yeah, the mountains have been a pretty consistent place for all of our biggest moments yeah like we got in, engagement well so has gabby and dry's house yeah <laughs> what do you mean? when we were first dating oh. i was living in malibu yeah. and oh, trav was yeah. living in costa mesa, mesa and so we would right. go on a date when he would come up to do oh. the podcast at your place oh. yeah. <laughs> so when you guys let him stay there and sometimes me <laughs> like really facilitated this blossoming relationship yeah. that makes me it was all part of the plan. Yeah. <laughs> and more involved than exactly you really realized. Exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Matchmaker yeah. right here. Yeah. yeah. That makes so me so happy. We got the Bournes and the Mountains. Yeah. You put those two together and magic oh, happens. <laughs> so we got engaged in Yosemite, yeah. married in Big Bear, honeymooned in Tahoe. Yeah. And now the mountains are just like where we go. Yeah. Whenever we want to get away from the beach. Yeah, but you have to show it to me first because it might be beer. <laughs> Naya's asking to grab a drink from the podcast drink fridge. Um, okay, go oh, ahead. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was wrong. She actually wants art supplies. Oh, do you want some Waikia volcanic water <laughs> or athletic greens? <laughs> Maybe want to play with the, the Wilson, Naya. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Uh, you do you. 
gosh. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, marriage yeah. is the greatest thing. I love it. Yeah, and it's cool being married to another volleyball player. I know, I was going to ask about that. What's it, it like? I think that makes it life way easier because she gets it when I travel, even though she gets pretty sad, especially because right. I'm about to leave for like seven days. I leave for Cape Town tomorrow. Um, but she gets it, though. Like when I was on the road last year, it was actually funny. We were just talking about it because you had this like, not epiphany, but kind of Well, it was moment. kind of an epiphany. Well, <laughs> it was like a maturing moment. <laughs> As I was reflecting back on the... It was last year where you did a ton of international traveling and there weren't that many options to play domestically. So obviously, like you're taking advantage of the opportunities that you had, but traveling all over the world and I was jealous and it was it was hard to like um, wrap my mind around why, because I had the opportunities to play those tournaments, Uh most of them and different ones. Um, like capability wise, like skill wise, I was asked to play some of the same tournaments, but I couldn't justify spending the money on it. Mm. Um, because well, and I was working, um, at Pepperdine for the latter half of the year. So there was just like, I was clearly in a different place with my career, Mm -hmm. like outside of playing. And it took me like literally a year to make the connection that Travis five years older than me. Like he spent that five years developing his career and his Mm. ability to be financially stable and feel like he can invest that in that travel. And (laughs) I haven't put that time in. (laughs) And so it's like that jealousy was basically because I'm recognizing that he's further along in his life. And I don't know that I'm going to get there because I have different plans, like, for Mm -hmm. my future. Like, I want to play, but I want to be a mom. (laughs) So, like, once I get to a place where I feel like I've capped my playing abilities, like, I want to have babies. So, (laughs) like, I don't think I'm going to get to a place where I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to fly to Cape Town next weekend. (laughs) Because I can get into the tournament. Great. Like, I could, I got into a couple tournaments, so I was like... I don't think that that's worth the trip because right. it's not like aligned with my long-term goals. Yeah. Um, so it was hard when he was gone all the time, but yeah. um, I'm, I couldn't be happier that he's pursuing those opportunities that he has and like furthering his career in so many aspects, like as a player, but also relating to the players that he writes about and yeah. getting to know like personal stories and relationships with the players that he gets to now call matches for. So yeah. Yeah. it's awesome to see. And it just like took a little bit for me to get to a point where I understood that that's his path and mine's different. Right. And it doesn't mean that there has to be any like hard feelings or jealousy or anything. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting <clears throat> perspective. We're going to take a quick break from the show. Not just any break. This is the Waiakea Water Break. Now, Waiakea has been keeping us hydrated all year long, not just with any ordinary water. This is Hawaiian volcanic water. In all those bottles you saw, what's really cool is that they're made up of 100% post-consumer recycled ocean-bound plastic. So what that means is that each bottle helps remove the equivalent of five bottles from ocean-bound beaches, waterways, and cities. So they're not just keeping us hydrated. They're helping out the environment, too. And try, that's not the only cool thing they're doing. That's right. They're giving back to those in Hawaii through the Kokua Initiative, which supports the local food banks and the nonprofits out there. Another really cool thing is that they make coffee. I'm a big coffee fan, so I'm excited to drink this product. And for every pound of coffee purchased, Waikia donates a book to a child through its literacy program. So use promo code SANCAST online at waikia.com to receive 20% off your order. You can also pick some up at 7-Eleven. Live healthy, live sustainably, live ethically. 
livealoha at waiakea.com. Thank you guys, the listeners, for giving support to the sponsors, which then allows us to continue supporting us. It's a virtuous cycle. We love it. We love that you're listening. We love that the sponsors are on board. And we love that Wilson Volleyball has been with us since day one. Almost five years now, Wilson has been working with the boys, and we love those guys. We love the volleyballs they make, the ball carts they make. We love the apparel that they make. I saw Troy Field playing golf with the golf clubs that they make. We love Wilson. Love everything they got, love everything they put out there, and as do you. And to get a 20% discount of all Wilson materials, just the volleyball stuff, get use the discount code SANDCAST-20. All right, that's SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off all Wilson materials. I mean, I'd say that off-season's coming up, but there's really no off-season. But at this point in the year, you probably need to restock up on volleyballs. I know I have. I just put in an order for 15 more. It's about time for you to do the same. So use the discount code SANDCAST-20 to restock on all Wilson volleyballs, the best beach volleyball in the game. This podcast is also brought to you by Athletic Greens. And guess what? Try and I just signed on another year-long contract with Athletic Greens, keeping the partnership going because it is one of the best partnerships we could have for this podcast. If you guys aren't on Athletic Greens yet, if you're not taking those scoops of those green veggies, I cannot recommend it enough. I haven't been sick in two years because of Athletic Greens, and we bring it on the road. They have these awesome little travel packs that they bring. you can bring on the road with you. I bring them everywhere. I haven't missed a day in the last year and a half or so pretty much ever since me and try started working with them it's basically a multivitamin the best multivitamin on the block it's cheap it's less than three dollars a day which it might sound expensive but if you're investing in your health it's cheaper than your cold brew coffee habit it's cheaper than the lattes and it's way better for you all right, it's it's the the best all-in-one nutritional insurance you can get. I mean, Joe Rogan, he has it. Tim Ferriss is promoting it. Michael Gervais promoting it. Andrew Huberman's promoting it. All the big dogs are. We're just the little dogs here at Sandcast, and we're promoting it, and we stand by it. Me and Try, we've been healthy all season long, despite playing two huge schedules this year. And Try's got another couple big ones coming up with Olympic qualifying. And the best way we're fueling ourselves: Athletic Green. And you can fuel yourself the same way by using our code athleticgreens.com slash sandcast. All right, that's where you get our partner deal. You will get five free packs and a year's supply of their vitamin D. That is a year's supply of vitamin D. Now, we're on the beach. We get a lot of it anyway, but you can always use more. It's so good for your immune system. It's so good for your overall health. So that is athleticgreens.com slash sandcast. That's where you will find our partner deal. So I cannot encourage you enough to pick up some athletic greens today. If you love the podcast and want to show how much you love the podcast, then get some Sandcast merchandise. We've got t-shirts, we've got tank tops, we've got coffee mugs, hats, long sleeves, sweatshirts, backpacks, you name it. If you go to sandcastmerch.com, you can find virtually anything you want. And if there's nothing in our store that you don't that you want, you can just send us an email and we'll make it for you. That's how easy it is. So if you want to rock your the merch of your favorite podcast today, tomorrow, whenever you want to get it, go to sandcastmerch.com and start rocking some Sandcast apparel. Looking for a book to read? Well, I know the absolute perfect one. If you're listening to this podcast, that means you are obviously a volleyball fan of some sort, be it indoors or beach volleyball. And that means that you have probably heard 
of a guy named Ken Steffes. And if you haven't, well, you can flip open our book, Kings of Summer. You can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, anywhere books are sold. You can find our book, Kings of Summer, The Rise of Beach Volleyball. Now, Ken, he didn't do interviews for like 20 years after his retirement when he was 30. He's the most dominant beach volleyball player of all time. He won more than half the tournaments he played. He won the 1996 Olympic gold medal with Karch Karai, and we wrote all about it. We had the first inside look of the rise of beach volleyball from the first professional tournament in 1976 up until those 1996 Atlanta Games, the first that beach volleyball was in the Olympics. I had an absolute blast working on this book with Kent, and Kent had a blast writing on it. He's been writing a ton on Facebook. He is back in the beach volleyball game, and the best, I mean, it's honestly... You know, it's the work that I'm probably more proud of than anything that I've done because it, it had interviews from all the greats. It had Sinjin Smith, it had Karch Karai, it's got Randy, Dodd, Hovland, and then Kent's there the whole time, his voice going in and out and writing it with me. And if you're a fan of old school beach volleyball, if you're a fan of beach volleyball at all, if you're a fan of volleyball or the Olympics or just stories of greatness, that is the one for you. So go ahead, go to Amazon and pick up a copy of Kings of Summer today. That's okay. such a great realization, but I'm sure like that, even though you've realized it, it probably makes it easier, but it's always probably going to be bittersweet because well, I'm always going to miss him when he's gone and it sucks to have to sacrifice one thing for the other. Like it kind of sucks that you can't do it. All. You know that we can't yeah. do it all. Yeah. Making that decision, I guess, is like a gift. I think it's a gift and a curse. Like <laughs> yeah. it's hard to sacrifice those opportunities that I could just as easily take advantage of, but it's also to do something that I feel so privileged to be able to do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> Travis also has the, like, most unique life. Like, yeah. no no other oh, player yeah. can travel the world and justify it. Like, no. oh, well, I'm just doing research for my job. <laughs> yeah. I'm becoming a better journalist. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, everyone else travels the world, they lose money. It's like, yeah. This is bad. Like, yeah. I need to quit this. He's like, oh, perfect. Came out even. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It just pays off so well for him. Like, it's so cool. Yeah, because yeah. me and Tri were literally just having that conversation before we came on where I told Tri, I was like, me and Cody are officially into the qualifier for Cape Town. And he was like, you're definitely going to lose money. You know that, right? I was like, yeah, I mean, I, I know anytime I get on a, on a plane to play beach volleyball outside the U.S., like, I'm losing money. <laughs> and he was like, I can't believe you can justify it like that, but it's totally different because, like, you do this full-time as a player, and I do it part-time as a player, but more full-time is commentating and writing. Um, And so it just makes, like, now that I've gone to challengers and futures and you feel it and you, like, meet the guys, it just it's helped me in so many ways I wouldn't have imagined. It's funny, like, the last five years of doing the podcast has prepared me to be the best broadcaster I can be despite never having done it. Right. Because I can just, like, I don't have to do really any research on any of the players because I've been doing it for five years. Yeah, and you've, like, interviewed them for an hour long on your podcast. <laughs> yeah. Right? From, oh, a lot yeah. of them. A lot of them. Yeah. And it's cool going to, like, feeling the intensity of paying two grand to get on a flight and hotel to Cape Town. Because, like, I know when players are sacrificing and, like, just to get into the qualifier why they're doing it and how much stress there is because a lot of people look at our jobs as this big vacation job and in some ways it kind of is but in a lot of ways it's super stressful yeah and i can actually relate to that it's so funny because lee Feinswalk, the owner and editor of volleyball mag he texted me the other day and he's like people on volley talk rip you all the time for being too soft on the players 
And I was like, well, you tell them to get on a plane to South Africa to go play in a qualifier <laughs> right. and, and be hard on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it's crazy. And I think having that empathy for the players has made me better. Because when we, like our tagline when we made the podcast is by the players for the players. Right. Like, it's not by the players for the volley talkers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, we're here to promote the players in the game. And I think we've done a pretty good job of that. Yeah, for sure. And you going on the road actually brings a lot of validity to... Wow, Naya, you have an amazing piece of art. But it brings a lot of validity to the podcast because, like, at first it was like, okay, yeah, if Tri says that, right, that's valid. But if Travis talks about travel, uh, yeah. you don't really know. Like, does he really know what he's talking about? <laughs> right. Even about playing, that's really. true. Yeah, you were such a rookie. I hadn't made a main draw. Like, I didn't want a qualifier match when we started the podcast. And now it's like that's you, crazy. you know what it's like to be yeah. a full-time world tour player. Yeah. at this point, so the. Just the credibility alone of our podcast value has gone up. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> you losing money has been great. Investing, <laughs> investing in us here on the podcast. That's what I'm here to do. Delaney's like, you can stop now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there are probably really long, long days when you're doing the broadcasting. Yeah. I mean, you were talking about how it's... Like, I think people think it's funny. Like, how does Tri fill up the day? Like, he's just a professional beach volleyball right. player. And it's crazy how fast the day goes by. Yeah. Like, today I woke up at 5.30, called five matches, uh, practiced for two hours, lifted, showered, wrote our newsletter for the podcast, and then came right here. Oh, my God. And uh, now we're talking to the pod. Yeah, it's So crazy. it's been beach volleyball since 5.30. That's so whatever nuts. time it is right now. I swear, like... Yeah, there's so many things to do in a day. It's so fun, though. It's so crazy to think that, and me and Delaney were talking about this the other day, that everything that I'm doing right now and a lot of things that Tri's doing right now weren't jobs in 2017. Mm -hmm. Like, there weren't... When I started writing about beach volleyball, it was a shitty little WordPress that I made. And then you've watched, like, the digital landscape of the sports change so much. You know, you saw, like, Volleyball Magazine, they started investing in it. Um, it went from 200,000 views a year to now 2.5 million. P1440 came in, even though it kind of flunked. Like, it's still, like, you had a, a $10 million investment into a mm-hmm. digital company. And then Volleyball World, they're all digital content. So you've just seen, like, the landscape of the sport change so much in five years. And yeah. then now I'm just able to do a made-up job. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Trav is, like, the perfect imperc- or, um, personification of the saying, like, do something you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. Right. Totally. Because he works really hard, but I like he never complains. Like it's his favorite thing. Yeah. Right. And it's so cool to see. Yeah. Totally. That's awesome. I That's love the that. goal. The yeah. Same with Chai most of the time. That was part of my uh, He doesn't like the business side of his job. But you're good I don't at like it. the sitting in the chair things. part. No, I do like business. I like the like competing in business and like Communicating, like, putting a team together and like, let's work together and let's do this thing. But like all that stuff in between the social media and the emails and all that, ugh, it's rough. That's why I like, it's funny because I'm always like looking forward to off season. Okay, I can relax. I can finally get all these other things done. And then I'm in the off season just stressing out. I'm like, I need, the, I need the excuse of, <laughs> sorry, I'm in season, can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, volleyball is the priority. Yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll talk to you in a month. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we um, need chocolate emergency on the pod. We got Naya a chocolate lollipop, and she's been 
crushing and it. And that's a big smile. <laughs> Maya, the can you come, come hang out on the podcast? Why what do you want to talk We're about? We're just talking. Because the people love you. Do you want to talk about what it's like to have a dad who plays beach volleyball? Or do you like to go to practice? Go sit with mama. It's so yeah. funny. Your chocolate? I was talking to Jake Gibb okay. uh, maybe a year or so ago, and he goes, I've like completely given the worst impression to my kids of what working looks like. <laughs> yeah. They come down to the beach and like, oh, dad's working again, and I'm just sitting there playing beach volleyball. And it's like, sorry, guys, this isn't yeah, this <laughs> what is normal. most people get to do. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> because they're in for a rude awakening when they're about 17. <laughs> yeah, right. That's so true. That's the same today with, I mean, both of us are like that. Naya came with me today to an audition, and it was just a commercial audition, so it doesn't, you know, it's not a... If it was a different audition, I would want to focus more and not have yeah. it there. But for a commercial audition, she, like, begged me to come. And so she came. And I'm like, okay, but I'm working. This is, like, you know, like, telling her that this is work. And I literally go. I show up. I sit on the couch, chat with some other girls who are hanging out, waiting to go in, go in for 10 minutes, come out. I'm like, hey, let's go grab lunch. <laughs> She's oh, wait, like, wait. oh, you were, that was your job? Wait, you tell, tell everyone what you did for work yesterday. Me? What? What did we do yesterday? I can't remember. <laughs> we went and saw two movie premieres oh. <laughs> and, and had the, the actual celebrity actors talk after and do a Q&A at two movies. Two I'm on the Academy yeah, Award winning actresses. I went back to back movies yesterday. She saw big day. <laughs> it was exhausting. <laughs> it was a tough day at work. Because <laughs> I'm on the SAG nominating they committee. They serve so candy and popcorn and everything for free, by the way. I get to pick like the movies or I get to, you know my vote for the movies that I think should be um, up for a uh, okay. nomination. Um, so I get invited to like every single screen. So like um, Wakanda Forever came out yesterday and we just saw it. And then after all the actors came and did a Q&A, so we got to watch Sweet. that. And then That's right so after cool. I went and saw um, the... Queen something queen? No, the, um, the Woman King. Oh, Woman King, whoops. I don't. I haven't heard of that one. Um, with um, Viola Davis. Okay. Did she I win the like, Oscar for Best Actress? She has won. Yes. Yeah, and won. and Lupita Nyong'o is that her name? Nyong'o. Yeah. She won uh, Oscar yeah. for Best Actress. So literally, both movies had the best actress so cool. of the year award so cool. in it. Yeah. Also, Viola Davis is in the movie that. Um, that I just did the Nike one. Yeah, I didn't ever get to see her on set, but I was like going to the movie. I took my dad to the screening too. I was like, "Yeah, that's my my co-star up there." <laughs> I was like, you know, my bestie. No, but yeah, that was fun. Which that's awesome that you got to do that Nike movie. By the way. Oh yeah, that was so so. Is cool. that the most star-studded cast you've? Oh, been for around? sure. I'm like, I, by I, a long yeah. shot. I don't think you could ever beat that. No, well, I mean, because that was what know, but ben, ben Affleck yep. is doing that. Is he, is he producing that? Producing, directing. Okay. He's directing, and then Matt Damon is producing too. And then the cast is like ridiculous. Yeah. You got to hang out with Jason Bateman. Yeah, I did my He's telling you Jason that you're pretty Bateman. dang good at your job. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Oh, thanks, Trav. Yeah, that's fun. I feel like Affleck's undefeated oh, as yeah. a producer and, yeah. and a director. Everything he's made, I feel like, has been awesome. So good. And they hadn't done something. They haven't teamed up since. Him um, and Matt Damon? Yeah. Because they've done, what did they so do maybe before? A couple. I feel 
Well, Goodwill Hunting is like their main, you know. That was the first thing that they ever did. And they did it together. And then that blew them up. Yeah. And then they, this is the first time they came back together and I think they might have done one of the things together since, but I think it was maybe their first reunion since that. Anyway. Yeah. We just watched a scene from Goodwill Hunting last night. Oh, you did? My boy's wicked smart. How come just a scene? <laughs> it just popped up. We were watching something on YouTube. Yeah. I forget what. Yeah, something prompted it, but. And it just popped movie. up. Oh, I and love I was like, let's just watch a scene a from movie. Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Movies are so good. What's your favorite? Like, when you watch a movie, is it impossible for you to watch a movie now just as a entertainment? Because uh, I can't read yeah. n- normally. Like, I'll go back and oh, look yeah. at the structure and how they do the... Oh, like, interesting. How they introduce characters and whatever. You're definitely in and out of it more. It takes more to be in it the whole time and yeah. not having, like, outside thoughts of, like, oh, you know. But, um, but no, there's definitely movies where I'm, like, in it, not from, like, an audience perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Because even after we filmed that movie in Bulgaria, when I was yeah. watching... I remember the first movie I watched after was Creed, and they did this fight sequence of just... Uh, Single camera tracking. I yeah. was like, this is insane. Yeah. Like, they must have shot that a hundred times. Oh my gosh. This is a two minute sequence. I know. No, like, it really does make you look at things differently. Yeah. I think after I did the, this most recent one, because there were a lot of extras involved. Mm-hmm. And so you're like watching them, and it's so funny when you're there watching what they're doing because they're just like. <laughs> It's just funny. I was, <laughs> I was wondering what the, the extras are are talking about. Yeah? yeah. Do you just pick a random oh, it's subject? It's hilarious. Like, do they, they do. Do they say, like, well, we're talking here. Like, are yeah. we, what do you no, want to talk most about? Most of them bro, are or? very committed and like pretend like they're actually. But and then the other person's like, "You're you're way too serious right now. Like, no one cares what we talk <laughs> yeah. about." No, because you can barely see them, but they take it. No, it's a very important job, but they take it very seriously. But now, when I'm watching extras, like in a movie, I'm like watching them walk by, and I'm like, it's just so funny. Like how much thought they're putting just like, into their walk. Right? Yeah, or just like in general, like, you know, because it's just so out of context, you know, if you're actually just watching them. Right. You realize like when you're watching a busy street in New York City and you actually look at all the people walking, like they're so in their head and not yeah. really, you know what I mean? So it's just interesting if you really look close to extras because. They're probably overcomplicating it. Yeah. Like yeah. way more than they bit. need to be. And like, bro, you're just like me and Travis <laughs> in your show. Oh, yeah. Try, show. Try she, and Travis Gabby were put extras us in my so show. So far in the back. Like, it was well, just. Well, you guys were, we were watching just, freaking we were watching Tiger Woods. Okay, Tiger Woods was about to win the Masters after coming back for like 15 years. So yeah. they were not taking their job. No, as they were not taking their job. We, we, we were carrying our lumber and we had Tiger Woods. On the lumber, so we're talking and looking at the lumber, which is exactly yeah. what a good oh lumber man should be doing. And then I had Travis do some like up close and personal oh, yeah. camera work. I still have the picture of that that like humongous camera just right, right up, up in his crotch. <laughs> <laughs> we won't tell you the details. No, you'll just have to wait. For Leave the it at that. You can watch it wait, online. Can people watch that? Yeah. You can try and see Try and Travis in the yeah, back watching Tiger Woods. <laughs> Wait, how do people watch that? Um, it's on my Instagram account. It's my, so I, oh, that's right. I made a, a little series. It's like each episode is only three minutes long <clears throat> and um, like as a pitch concept for the show that I'm working on writing in further detail. But Try and Travis are in the background. You can see on my Instagram under my videos if you click series, Mac of all trades. 
they are in there in the background in one of the episodes. In the credits, it says starring Triborn and Chad. And then Tri has the extra credit of Spider Wrangler. Yes. (laughs) I made sure that was in there. You guys are um, the best. I went to the side of the house, found Spider Web, lured him out with a little bait. So I caught a fly, threw it in this web, waited until the spider came out to get the fly, and then went in with the bag on my hand. Inside out, the bag, boom, spider, <laughs> wrangler, <laughs> put me in the credits. We're seeing it, a different side way, of Tribor and Travis right now. I mean, just call me Hollywood. Come on now. I'm, I'm full Hollywood. And the, my spider performed, by the way. No, it was like, honestly, couldn't have been better. I picked this the right shot spider. of the spider is so good. When, and I, see I, potential, when I see potential in a spider, you, you're going to want to trust me. Yeah. They no. should have hired me for Spider-Man. No, <laughs> I couldn't believe the story of how he caught the spider, though, when, they when he told me. I'm like, you literally <laughs> came up with a whole game plan as to how to catch the it spider. It wasn't my first time. And it worked. Say that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I've been catching spiders since I was a kid. Sure. <laughs> It's not a nap if it's nighttime. It's just Naya sleep. just asked if we could play this game called Pathfinder that Tri created when we went camping a few weeks ago. It's very, it's a great game. I'm good at that too. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Children's game creator oh. and spider wrangler. I know Delaney and Travis are the ultimate game players. Oh yeah, that's right. We're board gamers. They're gamers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ticket to Ride's been the game of. Kind of, we, we were big setups of Catan I know. guys for a while, yeah. and then that craze ended, and Ticket to Ride's been the go-to. I'm a big fan of Bananagrams. Oh, she I is love a Bananagrammer. Bananas. That's a good game for the road. A lot of people bring that on the road. Very portable. It's super portable. That is amazing. She made a zoo. <laughs> Out of her <laughs> magnet tiles. <laughs> it's kind of so interesting, because we all have careers that are very tied into just what we want to be doing. Yeah. Which is mm-hmm. kind of rare for a lot of people. Yeah. And like for your career, we're all kind of, we're all kind of blending in it. Like it, our actual career that we're pursuing, like yours, journal, sports journalism, yeah, volleyball, volleyball and acting. But we all kind of had to find like a unique path to actually get there. Yeah. Or maybe it's coaching. I don't know which one's like the priority. Yeah. What are you yeah. Talking but like about you that? really like went through <laughs> coaching yeah. <clears throat> and blended in with volleyball to make it oh, like absolutely. a full on living. Coaching was like, well, yeah, it not only allowed it to be financially sustainable, but I improved so much as a player by spending time for sure as a coach, looking at the game that way, being like in that role where I'm giving the advice and seeing from the outside when players have those breakdowns or those frustrations and just like it gives you an extra perspective. Mm-hmm. Then when you're in those moments, you're like, oh, this actually isn't that big of a deal. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like get a grip or just like do the extra reps or just whatever the perspective is. And so, yeah, it absolutely gave me a huge leg up as a player. It was like maybe that roundabout way to, yeah. to continue to excel in that um, goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it became. <laughs> oops. It became dog. a little bit of. It was a lot of the same when I took it on as the full time assistant coach. So I think that in the future it's going to have to be one or the other. Mm. I'm not going to go back to being a volunteer, and I think being no, a full time sure. assistant coach is too much while I'm still playing. But yeah. 
it definitely worked together super well yeah. at the beginning. Is that something you would do? I love teaching. So if that's like my area of expertise, that'd be the easiest way to get into teaching. Um, I just love witnessing and facilitating those light bulb moments and the improvement and Mm -hmm. like, especially working with like at the collegiate level, when you're working with athletes who are invested, who want to learn, like Mm. you just have to give them the direction rather than like it being like pulling teeth or trying to convince them that it's worth doing. Um, so yeah, it was, I would definitely consider it in the future going back to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think about it a lot. Like I don't want to want to coach, but I know there's something in me that's like, I should try it. I think I would like it if I was in the right role. Like, you put me at the administration part of it, <laughs> game over. Yeah. But the, like, teaching and, like, being involved with and, like, sharing everything I have with, like, people that actually care and want it. Because yeah. I do private sometimes. Like, nah. Yeah. Your mom wants you to right. me to teach you how to play volleyball. Like. I mean, I'm down to take her money and all. Yeah. In, in the South Bay, you can charge a, a decent amount. Yeah. But I I just get burnt out so quickly. And even if the money's worth it, I just don't even do it anymore. Yeah. Unless the person not. really wants to know and then you're like, it makes it all worth it because I know they care about it and yeah. I would love to share what I'll, I do. Literally, if there's a kid that really is really into it, I'll go out for free. I don't care. Like, I enjoy teaching yeah. and like sharing that knowledge with someone. Yeah. But, like, yeah, the whole, like, I'm just here to get paid and you're just here to, like, so your mom knows that you'll take a nap later or, like, you know, get some energy out and hang around. You around babysitting. Yeah. yeah, hang around a pro athlete kind of thing. Like, nah, I'm, I'm good on that. So college, I don't know. I was, I was in a rush to get out of college. <laughs> but if I can go back and I don't have to do any of the homework... it's hard at the collegiate level to avoid the administrative side of it because unless you're maybe the head and you get to yeah it depends on everyone yeah it depends on the dynamic of the coaching staff but because in the beach volleyball collegiate sphere i think that all the programs are understaffed right now Mm. it kind of falls on everyone and in my experience like a little bit on everyone Um, But I do think that that's like the sweet spot of not only working with athletes who care and who are invested, but who also have a lot of potential rather than working with like, and don't get me wrong. I love working with the adults who do like the better at beach camps and clinics and stuff. And I've done a couple of lessons with um, some of them on the side, but it's like, what are we working for? Right. And there's only so much that they're going to get to. Whereas the collegiate athletes, like, the sky is the limit if yeah. that like especially as the game is growing like it is it's so cool to see <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you're, you're helping people young people work towards their dreams potentially yeah. whereas yeah. like the everyday weekend warrior is just like i just want to beat my friend right. can you teach yeah. me how to do that and i'm yeah. like i love that you're passionate about it but i don't really have time for you <laughs> <laughs> at this point in my life yeah but that's why, I mean, Burek and Brandon Joyner, when we had them on, <clears throat> they love coaching adults. Yeah. Because when you, when you have an adult and they sign up for that camp and they get that one, like, moment, they're like, oh, I do this set, this foot forward on setting or whatever. They're so stoked on it. They're so fired up. It's so awesome. And they care and they're invested because it's their money, not their parents' money. Right. But, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that's a different kind of fun. Yeah. Doing, I think you would have fun coaching, like, an adult camp because they get... 
so stoked. Yeah. On they're there like more for like the learning. Yeah. Aspect of it. I mean, you see that light bulb go off, and it's yeah. like it's the biggest thing. Yeah. That's Honestly, awesome. I've thought of doing like um, what sounds really fun. Like I love those volley vacation things, yeah. and I know everyone has fun. Players. Yeah. Maybe like a sandcast volley vacation, you know? We do our yeah. own. In uh, Hawaii. And we like stoke people. Yeah. The only thing that makes me not want to do it is setting it up. Yeah. <laughs> like doing all the, <laughs> the small things. Like I used to yeah. put on, what, two years in a row I did my free clinics in Hawaii for the years. kids. Yeah. Yeah. Just to like give back. I wanted Yeah. Like, every year he's yeah. like, I want to do the clinic, but I don't want to do the, the work I, on setting it up. It was so much work. Up. So if anyone out there wants to help. Put on a clinic. You email us. In Hawaii. At bornonthebeach at gmail.com. Sounds right up my alley. Assistant oh, oh, mama. Yeah. Perfect. And, and Sad Collegiate Sports, you get a lot of administrative stuff. Let's do it. Sandcast Volleyball Foundation will run it through there. Perfect. Yeah, it's not a thing yet, but no, it could be. <laughs> Me and Trav will all go out to Hawaii. And then we'll, yeah, do clinics. And I'll, we'll just show up and coach and yeah. set up the courts. And manual labor, I'm good at. <laughs> I can show up to a news thing, you know, to promote it. We but can yeah, do a podcast other... on site in Hawaii. Oh, yeah, we'll do a few of those. Yeah. It's, com- it's coming together. Perfect. All right, well, there's the job opening just closed. <laughs> <laughs> you had your chance. <laughs> Our first candidate. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we found someone. <laughs> it's always so funny when Marcio would introduce Delaney at Pepperdine to like new <laughs> new uh, recruits or their parents. They'd say, "This is our assistant coach, Delaney." Would mention that she was an All American, national champion, plays on the AVP, has like all these big wins, won the Queen of the Beach. You'd be like, Delaney can fly a plane, and she makes a killer spreadsheet. That was how you introduced as his assistant coach. That's amazing. Makes me sound really incredible. <laughs> Yeah. Like, what about volleyball? (laughs) Wait. This is your coach or your director of ops? (laughs) Who's our coach? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, uh, can we go back to you can fly a plane? (laughs) It's been a while, Mm -hmm. but yeah. I have my private single engine pilot's license. Really? Yeah, I got it at the end of my freshman year at PEP. Whoa. Yeah. How many hours did that take? Um I had over 80. You only wow. need to log 60 to take the test, but I got extra. <laughs> wow. You can take a plane up by yourself? Um, legally right now, some. no. I do feel like I have the knowledge base and the practical like reps, but you're supposed to do a check ride every two years, and I haven't actually been up in right. a plane since I took my first ride to get my license. So it's not updated? No, it's not current, yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. So, like, if we all got lost and somehow had a plane, (laughs) you'd be able to get us out of there. That was always traveling with the team. One of our, well, there's always someone who's, like, terrified of flying. Deanna Kraft was the number one because she was a player while I was a player and also the whole time I was coaching. And she joined the staff last year, too, but she's, like, totally afraid of flying. So she would always sit next to me. And then she would know that if something happened to the pilot, that I could take over. And then if we were Well, maybe we go with the co-pilot first. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so if there was some kind of a disaster, but also like anytime there was turbulence, she'd be like, Are we okay? I'm like, Yes. That is amazing. Yeah. I love that. So now everyone's learned a lot about Delaney. Great spreadsheets. She's an administrative. She's a vice plane. She's not biggie. Capable. Yeah. I love it. Love it. We were wondering what would come up on the podcast. Yeah, Yeah, there it is. We're all learning today. I know. I'm realizing that we all kind of like 
pick what we wanted to do, but then like it wasn't really realistic. So we all picked something else <laughs> to like lead us in lead that. us back to doing what we want to do. Yeah. So we can still do what we want to do, but you gotta pick something else to work on. So yeah. That, yeah. there's the lesson here, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't give up on your way. dream, just like finagle it a little bit. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like uh gosh, someone says like don't burn the boats. Like don't go to California and just think you're going to make it as a professional beach volleyball player. Maybe still rely on your journalism income before right. you do that, or you're going to move back to Florida really fast. Ryan Doherty <laughs> came out to California to be a pizza guy, <laughs> seven foot pizza, seven foot one pizza man, and then he picked up what Casey Patterson, and you did then right. became a volleyball player. Yeah. I was an indoor volleyball player and a beach volleyball player at the same time. So that's, yeah. that's kind of <clears throat> the and best you, they can get, I guess. And while you were acting, you were doing the bartending waitress thing. The bartending waitress thing. And now, I mean, okay, really, though, <clears throat> the reason I'm doing all the, like, DIY stuff is because I'm working on creating a show for me to act in <laughs> about <laughs> a girl who does that. And that's my kind of, like, way in right yeah. now. So... It's very accurate. Yeah. Try. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cool to see, like Dry said, that all of us have sort of found a way to make it work, whatever yeah. it is we wanted to do. But it's funny because I never in a million years would have thought, yeah, beach volleyball, that's it for me. Yeah. Right? Farm town kid from Maryland. You know, but did you always know you wanted to be an actor? Um, since I was... Or actress. Yeah, since I was like well, 11 or 12. Okay. Yeah, that was what I wanted to do. And yeah. now you're making your own stuff, which and is pretty sweet. To, yeah, you have to. Is you it? You got to. Like, how much did actually acting in movies and shows prepare you to make your own thing? Because I'm sure you saw a lot of things. You're like, that's not the way I want to do it. That's great. This is great. Like, this shot's yeah. cool. Well, um, no, it definitely prepared me. But it's different. Like, when you're doing it on a really small budget, too, you basically yeah. take on all the roles. Yeah. So you're like... Uh, location scouter, <laughs> your like yeah. wardrobe, your you know like kind of everything, um, <clears throat> other than the people that you do bring on. So, but um, no, I I guess after doing it, it made me realize that like that is definitely not a hundred percent what I you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I would rather just be acting. Okay. I mean, I like being able to create stuff that I want to work on. Yeah. That's the only reason to do it because then it's like, oh, I know I like this. Yeah. But at the same time, um, I that's my preference. It's yeah. Like. Because it's it's such like an investment to make your own, and I feel yeah. like the stress of it is probably monumental oh, as compared yeah. to just acting. Yeah, a hundred percent. There's so much stress that goes into like producing is the most stressful job out there. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, just in in that little volleyball movie we did in Bulgaria, they went through like three directors. Oh my god. Well, three assistant directors. Yeah. I was like, man, this is tough. Yeah. <laughs> this is intense. <laughs> yeah. Got thrown over here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know yeah. how movies are normally shot. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a very small sample size, but it's like, yeah. I don't know if this is how it always goes. This I love that you ride. filmed the movie. You and Try are trickling into <laughs> all of the areas <laughs> I know. that you can. It's so cool. That's what's cool about it, too, is like how much feature volleyball kind of does um, collide with that world. I mean, or sports in general, yeah. kind of like the, it's like the entertainment aspect yeah. of it. It's all so similar. Yeah. It's like that big Venn diagram. You got sports and entertainment. Yeah. There's a really big yeah. 
Yeah. But That's I mean, cool. the last five years have been a wild ride. <laughs> Oh, and yeah. obviously, forecasting five years from now yeah. at our 10-year anniversary is going to be tough. <laughs> I want to be the uh, Shaquille O'Neal of volleyball. Ooh. Not just the dominance, but... Yeah. No, because he was in, like, movies and stuff. Yeah. I'm oh, like, yeah. Gabby, come on. I, I can know. act. He's like, teach me. <laughs> I took two improv classes. I know. I just blasted him, too. I just did a podcast where I, like... And he was listening. I was, like, listening I back to it. I got her the podcast, too. And he was listening... <laughs> <laughs> it was, was Alan Stein. He was listening okay. at like the the exact moment where I was like, "Oh yeah, Chai's the worst reader you can possibly <laughs> imagine. I'm never using him as a reader ever again." Blah blah blah. And then I felt bad because, <clears throat> Thanks, I mean, yeah, he's not a good reader, but that doesn't mean <laughs> that he couldn't one day be a great yeah you know actor if yeah you i was very uncomfortable reading like when she asked me to do it like in just <clears throat> not even on camera just reading behind the camera I, as a reader for audition tapes that's what we're talking about because everything's kind of become virtually you're not going into rooms as much anymore you're doing a lot of self tapes where you record it at your house and you need somebody to read the other lines so try i would ask him to be my reader and <laughs> it was just like and also like Mind you, he's exhausted at the end of a day of doing all the volleyball things that he does. So his mind is just like gone and he's just trying to read and he'll stumble five times. And I'm like, okay, do you know how much it takes just to like be in it for me mentally to get to do a take and then (laughs) like to have it be on you? That's five times in a row. Like it's so frustrating. And then I try to get into character. And uh, And then no. (laughs) She doesn't like my accents. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Reading in general, reading out loud is not a skill of mine. Since I, was, I literally was in special ed for reading and all that stuff. And Travis, I mean, we recorded the, the YK, YK commercial. commercial like five times. He nailed it every time. He's just like, yeah, I mean, I'll just say my lines. It's really easy. Like, it's not that easy. My okay. brain goes so, over there while I'm reading and it goes all over. So, and then I'm trying to do like an acting thing all of a sudden. <laughs> All this to say reading is not a strong suit, but maybe once he knows the lines, he could be a good actor. Yeah. We, won't, we don't know. Well, we could start with me just kind of, you know, improving, Improv. yeah. playing myself. Yeah. See if I can get out of my I think he really does want to try that one day. I could try it. Yeah. I that think that's the way gross. to go. Oh, change of costume. And <laughs> Naya just came in, <laughs> changed into a new outfit. She just got back from wardrobe. <laughs> in her princess dress. It's all she wants to hey, wear. Hey, how'd you get that quarter? You got to work for money. No, that's from in my room. I found it. Oh. Uh, lucky. <laughs> it's for you. It's for dad? Yeah. Wow, that's so nice. Thanks. Well, so in, in five years, Tri's going to be the Shaquille O'Neal of beach volleyball. Great. Where are you going to be at in five years, Gab? Oh, man. That's a good question. I don't know. I, I like, barely can even plan tomorrow. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, I have obviously a lot of, like, hopes and dreams. Um, I hope I'll be acting more consistently, making movies and TV, um, maybe another kid at some point. <clears throat> I'll put that off as long as I can. <laughs> um, and then... Um, <laughs> the original plan was the kid's already supposed to be here right well, now. Well, right? I just keep changing my mind. 
Um, anyway, um, yeah, yeah, something that's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. How about you guys? How about you two? Do you, baby? Delaney? I think in five years we'll probably have a kid. A kid or two or three? <laughs> Maybe two. Or <laughs> but outside of that, I'm not sure. I feel like. I like I've kind of always felt like the world is open for me. I could go into whatever I wanted. So mm-hmm. we'll see which way my heart is pulled. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you gotta just keep writing it. <laughs> Shit just keeps popping up, man. Yeah, I love <laughs> like, it. So who knows? I mean, you're an actor now. Yeah. 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 I mean, hopefully, I mean, five years from now is the L.A. Olympics. Mm. So hopefully I'll be broadcasting your gold medal match. Oh my gosh, that's match. insane, Travis. That would be ideal. Yeah. <gasps> you can be Mr. Positive on that one. Yeah. <laughs> and then so. you guys can schedule a podcast for right after. Exactly. <laughs> on the sand. Celebratory podcast. We'll do our 10-year anniversary podcast on the, the sand, sand of the, uh, the Santa Monica Pier. They're having it. Yeah. And uh, I'll just pop out. I'll take off my NBC shirt, put back on my Sandcast shirt. We'll have your gold medal dangling around oh your neck. God. Bring some champagne. What a beautiful picture you just painted. <laughs> Manifest it. And we'll use that. this footage if that actually happens. Yeah. That's it. Perfect. For our documentary. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So oh, yeah. Have a documentary. Hopefully we'll have made our, um, our documentary. Yeah. yeah, we are... four-year-old documentary. We're still working on it. We're working on a documentary about tries health journey and story it just gets better and better it's I know, always that's tough to like why. drop it when you're like well now he's an olympian all right well manhattan okay chicago all right well we'll just keep putting this yeah, we'll just keep adding to it. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm gonna stop doing um <clears throat> dumb things and like things that make my life way more challenging <laughs> like breaking your hand yeah <laughs> <laughs> is that what hey, you're talking they about have, they should have put a bigger pad on the ref stand it's <laughs> <laughs> not on me they're well, lucky I didn't file a lawsuit. It all <laughs> <laughs> they should consider themselves. <laughs> we could have a house in Hawaii. It all, <laughs> it all just adds to the greatness of the story. That's what I'm going for. We're in Hollywood. We're near Hollywood, you know? You gotta play to your audience. So you're oh my god. We're just oh, we're just making Bollywood, really. Bollywood. Volleyball, Hollywood. Bam. Uh. Intersection. Sports entertainment. <laughs> I think it is important to understand that our sport is entertainment. Yeah. There, I think 90%, maybe more, of the people involved with our sport don't realize that it only exists as an entertainment entity. Yeah. And if everyone had that mindset, which we're kind of trying to like put that out there and tell people, like, hey... Like, Miles Partain, get a social media. Like, dude, 100% respect that you're not trying to waste your life on that because it can absolutely waste your life. But, like, you're going to want sponsors. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Like, Buttinger, the fact that he doesn't have a massive following from all those years in the NBA, that's valuable, very valuable stuff. And if if you're, like, business-minded, like, okay, why... Why are all these other things happening behind the scenes rather than like kind of feeling entitled to like the tour should do this for me. They should have this. They should have thicker pads so they don't break my hand when I decide to punch it. <laughs> you realize that this is a business and everything has a reason behind why it's yeah. there. And you're not necessarily entitled to be there. Like you earn that opportunity to capitalize and make a living <clears throat> within that business. Yeah. 
I think it, I think it would change the whole landscape of volleyball if all the players were thinking like that. Yeah. You just got deep fired <laughs> up, I can tell. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I mean, I 100% agree. Like, I it drives me crazy just to hear, and I'm sure you guys have touched on this so many times on here, but, like, yeah, just the idea of this, they should do this. They should expand the draw because there's so many good players, and yeah. it's, like, just economics 101 supply and demand just because you have the supply doesn't mean you have the demand we have to create the demand the demand is entertainment it's not high performance even right Mm -hmm. like you could have low (laughs) you can have low performing athletes that are entertaining and that's where the money is going to be yeah so we have to find to know our role (laughs) look at um like on a big scale what's his name jake paul and his brother yeah what's his brother's name i don't know oh man Um, i forget but they're good yeah. athletes, but not high-performing athletes. Logan Paul, right in their, uh, in their particular field. field, yeah. And guys like a lot of people are giving him crap for it. Like you guys are YouTubers. Like get the hell out of here. But then you hear like Mike Tyson talk about. It. He's like, no, these guys are the best thing for our sport. And the Mayweather's, and they're like, we're not. We're here to make money. Like, why do you think I fought Conor McGregor? Right, and just had a shit talking battle with him for like a week straight it's yeah. like just to, purely to make money he knew i was gonna win i knew i was gonna win like those guys really really understand it and i, I think i think because it's not i don't think beach volleyball necessarily needs needs that because i mean the the paul's i mean they're good for boxing but it's kind of a circus I think what LeBron's doing, he started his own media company yep. with the Uninterrupted, and he's creating documentaries. Like, he produced the Redeem team, yeah. didn't he? Like, that was his company. Yeah. <laughs> Him I mean, producing things probably looks like him sitting down in the room and being like, let's produce it. Yeah. <laughs> Let me know when yeah. it's ready. I don't know. I'm, I'm just knows? picturing that. Who knows? We can't assume. I watched yeah. it last night, and it was, I mean, it's such a simple thing to make because the, all the guys in the show are celebrities. Yeah. So just sit them down with interviews and then throw footage on top and you have like one of the best Netflix films right. of the year. But I think uh, like LeBron, he blended one of the highest performers in basketball history with he understands it's an entertainment business as well. And I think that intersection is amazing mm-hmm. where, you know, the Pauls are just purely entertainment. One of them's actually pretty good at fighting. Um, I forget which. No, yeah. One of them's really good at fighting. Yeah. But not compared to the top boxers. Right. Compared to right, he's just picking and choosing guys that yeah. are that he can beat. Yeah, but it's cool to see guys who get like the business side of the sport as performance and entertainment, and people want to see that behind the scenes stuff and what you know what Kobe was doing while everyone was out in Vegas at right. six in the morning. They come back and he's walking into the weight room like yeah. that's awesome. It's cool to see when like everyone sort of when they get it. It's like that's it right there that's why i think like what the mckibbins have done within our sport yeah. is so cool because they literally stopped playing mm-hmm. to start making a living in this sport that's like proving the point right there that it's not about nobody cares how good you are really yeah but i unless... think it also comes down to like your passion and i i think they are really passionate about that side of things which yeah, is yeah. what makes them so good at it they're passionate about both though i yeah. think uh like Riley especially, like, probably, because I know him very well, probably wants to know what his potential would have been to a certain extent, but he's so good at so many things. Yeah. And he's so smart 
and he realized like, well, with my size and my vert, and even if I'm really good, I'm only going to get to this point. And for him, it, that wasn't, you know, the upside wasn't quite as high as in the business world. He can go, there's no ceiling really. Mm-hmm. Um, for both of them even. But yeah, I think it's just, it's a good like example within the volleyball community of like what you can be doing. And Burek's doing a great job with it too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been cool to see actually, because even though like our, the podcast was kind of the first of it, but there's been kind of this effect. Like, I mean, the McKibbins are huge, and what they're doing on YouTube is awesome. And then Bjork, he invested big time into YouTube, and he's kind of found that intersection of business and, and volleyball. And he is, I think, one of the best coaches uh, I've worked with. And watching him work those camps is so fun. He's built for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just Mark Burek in a nutshell. It's just yeah. like yeah. being excited. Caffeine. And like, yeah, <laughs> Coaching. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Volleyball and people and energy. Yep. And he's a really good player. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just uh, he's expecting a kid. No way. Yeah. He just, I didn't watch the gender reveal, but he did the gender Aww. reveal today. Yeah. In yeah. Ireland, of all places. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> more caffeine for Bjork. <laughs> nice. Yeah, he doesn't need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think uh, I think we all probably need some dinner. Yes. I think it's time to fire up it's that Barbie. You Barbie got it. Time. We don't have a Brazilian around to take over, but I can I do it. I'd love to eat outside. Oh, you want to eat outside? That sounds great. All right, you guys heard it. Come Naya just learned how to use the stapler while we were in this podcast <laughs> session. <laughs> She's crushing it. Queen Naya wants to staple stuff and eat outside, and that's exactly what we're going to be doing. Naya, do you want to nice. come say shoots? Do you want to come say shoots? Say it right into the microphone so everyone can hear. You can bring the stapler. Wait. Okay, she's very serious business right now with yeah. this. It's been fun though. We haven't done a full uh, family a full cast fam episode. Yeah, this was really Ever. fun. Yeah, the last time D was on, you were still coaching at Pep. Yeah. And um, what was the rule? You would only agree to come on under some condition. I forget what it was. Well, you used to have the rule that you had to get at least a fifth on the AVP, and I still have never had that. Was that a rule? Yeah. Is it like kind oh, of a, like that's what like you guys were kind rule, of understood. But that was like because I usually. I'm the one who texts people to come on. Right. Right. And I was like, I think of the fifth is kind of the barometer. Meanwhile, I've never gotten a fifth. <laughs> <laughs> right. so, yeah. yeah, so I've never gotten a fifth either, but I think I won Seaside, and you said that that was good enough. Yeah, definitely And I enough. think I maybe knew that he was struggling to get some water. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. Aww. We call that flirting. Well, that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. And exactly. he just really wanted to talk to you that's for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> It's. I mean, hey, we've learned. We've learned that it's not about the sports. Not about necessarily high performance. It's about impact in the volleyball yeah, absolutely world. So and we with have that, people, and we have our celebrity guest and here with to that, do Naya the outro. Would like to say, shoots, shoots. Say, <laughs> see you later, everybody. Say, See you later, everybody. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> you did so good. Good job, Nye. Mm. Shoots. Shoots. Oh.